This is a Federal News Network podcast. Two years after setting goals to modernize the federal financial system, the Treasury Department's Bureau of the Fiscal Service says it sees that strategy starting to pay off. The Bureau worked alongside the IRS to get more than 160 million coronavirus relief payments to taxpayers, all with most of its workforce teleworking. For more on how the pandemic accelerated its IT modernization, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with the Bureau's Chief Technology Officer, Joseph Gioli. And that IT strategic plan has several of our significant IT modernizations embedded within it. But given the timing of the plan's launch and the transformational shift that we're trying to execute against, it really precipitated in our organization what I call, you know, our dare to be great moment. So while not only addressing some of the immediate needs around the pandemic and our end user services, including, you know, some of the advanced telework capabilities or collaboration tools we needed to employ, we also quickly moved out on a number of our modernization initiatives around cloud adoption and API adoption, really around implementing the CARES Act. And ultimately, you know, the way I look at it is this was setting the right direction and empowering our folks to deliver. You know, we were able to kind of pivot and move more quickly through some of the efforts we had already lined up or in progress through some of the strong planning we did for that IT strategic plan. How did cloud services become more essential during the pandemic to drive mission outcomes? And to what extent did the Bureau make use of cloud services to just keep going forward with its mission? Yeah, so cloud services have been a critical success factor in enabling the mission during the pandemic, as well as in some of the actions we needed to take to support the CARES Act legislation. So we were able to pivot rather quickly and use secure and reliable cloud-based video collaboration tools, which was really that connectivity we need amongst each other. We are very integrated and social group amongst fiscal service. And so having those tools available for that collaboration, you know, made us feel a bit more connected. We were also able to do some more rapid development and leverage our existing cloud and cloud architecture patterns to deliver important functionality that I just mentioned around some of that check fraud with those economic impact payments. Additionally, we're using cloud-based tools for data aggregation and dashboarding purposes to support some of the reporting we need to do in support of the CARES Act, as well as for some of the tracking around facilities management logistics, which enables us to make data-driven determinations in bringing our employees back to the office. And then finally, and maybe you know more importantly, some of our cloud-based cybersecurity tools have been vital in our ability to manage the endpoints and knowing their state and status at any given time. And that's critical in the time of telework, especially since what we've seen, the escalation in ransomware, phishing attempts and the like, it's really proven to make sure we have full visibility into our clients. Going back to the scope and the speed of what you guys have been able to do, what were some of the biggest lessons learned that the Bureau realized going through all of this Like I mentioned, we're in the process of finalizing our IT strategic plan. And as a result, we already had or begun to line up some of our contracts and our acquisition strategies in alignment with some of our future state goals. So that really benefited us immensely as a number of services and tools we relied on were already in place or really were in the final stages of becoming ready. From the technology implementation perspective, one of our major takeaways was that there is absolutely a different way to do our work and deliver our mission, which was exciting in a sense, right? So technology enablement obviously involves more than just the technology. A key theme that consistently emerges for me is that we do achieve our greatest successes as a result of those teams that really embrace change, right? Lean into some of those difficult circumstances and seek to 
deliver those results end to end. So not just thinking about it from a technology perspective, but the changes and the things we can do across people, process, and technology. And then really continuing to drive those concepts of continuous improvement and collaboration home with our workforce has proven invaluable in maturing how we not only deliver those technology and those services, but actually how we interface and interact with our customers. So those are some pretty big lessons learned for us that are kind of going to carry on for a while. Are there any of these lessons learned that you foresee sticking around longer than just the pandemic? Undoubtedly, this situation was a transformation catalyst for us, coupled with that change in in our strategic plan and vision. So while transformation doesn't happen overnight, I think the current circumstances gave all of us a larger sense of the Bureau's mission and its wide-reaching impact and, and how we play a role in that. It's also presented us with an opportunity to be more creative with our approaches, you know, and our processes and to build those things into our some of our larger strategic initiatives we already had underway. So again, big thing for us was we have begun and we see the value in utilizing reusable purpose-built patterns, using incremental development methodologies like Strangler Fig, leveraging concepts like DevSecOps. We were able to swiftly and successfully deliver services and capabilities that supported the CARES Act implementation, but also further enhance our debt financing functions. And so in evolving our enterprise architecture and our application development practices, we've increasingly become more agile and flexible across the board. And those practices are here to stay. We've proven them out. We figured out how it works. We have those concepts of operations. Now we have to make that the new normal from that standpoint. And also, you know, as we enable some of these critical outcomes, it really brought our role into focus and the role our folks play in in that mission. And we want to sustain that connectivity between our folks, their work, and our mission perpetually. It's interesting where the Bureau is positioned in all this. With a lot of the handoffs with the IRS and with other parts of Treasury, in looking at some of the challenges in supporting Bureau employees in all of this and in some of the challenges in supporting other agency partners. Are there any good examples of just kind of navigating some of the challenges that arose from the intersection really of the pandemic and technology? We are also a shared service provider, right? And so I think we look at ourselves as providing government level services, even from the technology perspective around some of the trusted internet connection we provide for the majority of Treasury. And then we look at our employees as customers. And I think getting to your question, we did take the opportunity because as some other entities had issues with some of their network infrastructure and some of their telework capabilities, we actually actively reached out to help kind of facilitate and assist in those things and make sure that we're not only providing our our immediate internal employees and customers services, but also looking at how we can better build out that federal ecosystem and share information and knowledge we have to better improve kind of the pandemic response around government. And we take a lot of pride in that. And I think another example I have there is really around some of the stuff we do in our public key infrastructure and providing authentication services out to government as well as, again, to a broad scope of Treasury and assessing, you know, the challenges that different entities have there. But as the majority of our workforce began to telework full time and the folks we support around that public key infrastructure and that authentication services, we knew we had to get creative on how we can enable users to remotely update some of their PIF certificates, you know, via a token-based solution so that we wouldn't have to drive folks into the office or to a facility to get those updates. You know, under a normal circumstance, just given, you know, the complexity of how that works uh, and some of the processes and the technology, as well as the stakeholder groups, that would have taken months to do. But really, in under a week, we had researched and selected alternatives. We procured tokens and we shipped the first of them out to users. And then in that amount of time, we also had to write some custom code applications 
to streamline that token activation, do some really uh, robust and abundant testing. And then we were ready to work with the users. And within really a 10-day timeline, we were able to successfully you know, set up that token solution and eliminate the need for employees and contractors to visit bureau facilities, but also new hires. And that effort took an enormous amount of collaboration, not only across fiscal service, but with our Treasury Department TICAM team. And I mentioned that too, because the work we did here also you know, facilitated in DHS and the VA and some of what they had to do as customers of us to supply those same services back at home. And so again, we looked at our response as broader than our employee base, broader than our immediate customer base, but how could we share those lessons more broadly across Treasury and impact them in a positive way so we can keep people out of buildings during the peak of the pandemic? Joseph Gioli, the Chief Technology Officer at the Bureau of the Fiscal Service, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.